Welcome to the show. This is Skull State of Mind. Hey there, Vikings Nation. Get ready to dive deep into the Skull State of Mind. Join our host, D Woods, as he shares his unfiltered takes on all things Vikings. From expert game analysis to player controversies and everything in between. If you love the Vikings for better or worse, then you've come to the right place. So grab a drink and let's talk all things purple and gold. This is the Skull State of Mind podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, D Woods, and this is Skull State of Mind. First off, I want to give a thank you to everybody out there that's been commenting on the videos, sharing the videos, and subscribing to the YouTube channel. It's much appreciated. That really helps this channel grow. Also, this is our fifth episode, and I want to update you guys on when I'm going to start dropping more content. All right, we're going to be dropping more content throughout the week, but the long-term videos are going to be dropped on Mondays and Thursdays. That way I can sprinkle in a couple of things on social media, a couple of videos on trending topics, so on and so forth, just to give you guys my opinion throughout the week. So be on the lookout for that. So let's get into it. It ain't too, too much going on right now in the NFL besides everybody's at training camp and everybody's preparing for their first preseason game, minus the team that already had a preseason game. All right. So let's talk about a couple of topics around the league just to get you guys warmed up before we get into that Viking talk, because that's what y'all here for. Y'all here for that Viking talk. All right. First up, let's talk about Dallas. There's a little controversy going on in Dallas right now between Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott. Apparently, they got into a shouting match or, you know, some trash talk back and forth. I don't understand why the media blew that out of proportion. I don't know why it's on ESPN, Fox Sports, why it's even talked about. Because it sounds to me, it's just like players going out there practicing against each other, trying to get under each other's skin. Now, some people are going to take it, you know, way left and say, oh, Trayvon Diggs, don't respect Dak Prescott. I don't think it's that. Just think about it like this. When you go out there and you play a pickup basketball game, you out there trash talking, you trying to get under your, the opposing player's skin, you know, so you can get the best of them. I think the best thing that's going to happen to the Dallas Cowboys going forward is when they actually play their first preseason game. Because you get tired of playing against your players on your same team, you know, for the past couple of weeks. This is a big nothing burger to me. I don't think Trayvon Diggs was being disrespectful. It's just trash talk. They all grown men out there. Let these players trash talk. Now, let's get on to the Jonathan Taylor saga, drama, whatever you want to call it, that's going on in Indianapolis. So, apparently he asked for a trade, but come to find out, He's still kind of hurt from the last season. They saying he got ankle injuries. They say he got, you know, some back issues or whatever. I really don't follow the team like that. I'm not a big Jonathan Taylor fan. I mean, to me, I think he's really pretty much in the, you know, the news right now because just fantasy is coming up right now and people are preparing for the fantasy draft. So they want to know who's the top running back to draft or whatever. That's just my opinion, but let's just get back on the actual football issues with the situation. I never thought Jim Ursay was a great owner. I think he's, he's just, to me, he has that douchebag vibes. So for him to come out and say what he said, like it's not surprising, but 
we do got to understand where we are with running backs in this league right now. Running backs are not being paid premium like they used used to maybe five, ten years ago. So Jonathan Taylor has to understand that. And I do understand why, you know, he's stepping away from the team to get his body together or doing what he can so he can get off that team. Because I don't think the Colts are going to actually, you know, you know, give him that bag, quote unquote. But we're going to see. It's just a crazy topic, you know, of just going back and forth with your owner. Usually you just go back and forth with management or whatever. As long as the coach is staying out of it and, and, it's, and it ain't, you know, ruffling feathers in the locker room, it is what it is. So let's talk about Chris Jones. Chris Jones said he wants Aaron Donald money. What do y'all think about that? I mean, coming off, you know, Super Bowl win, I mean, he is a dominant player. But is he Aaron Donald? I don't know. I don't think there's any player out there that's pretty much, you know, considerable that Aaron Donald will even, you know, just referencing Aaron Donald. I understand Aaron Donald is probably one of the, well, is, not probably, is one of the highest played defensive players in the league. But I don't know if Chris Jones is Aaron Donald. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future and what's going to develop with Chris Jones because it seems like the Chiefs got a lot of other guys to pay. I mean, to play, to pay, right? So I think about it like this. They have the best quarterback in the league, and management might think that the rest of those positions are just interchangeable as long as Pat Mahomes is healthy because he is the best quarterback in the league. He is, you know, going to drive that team. I mean, you can have some of the best skilled players in the league, but if you don't have a elite quarterback, you're not making the playoffs consistently every year. You're not making – AFC title games every year. So you, that's just something for you to think about. Last topic we're going to talk about around the league is Dalvin Cook. What the hell is going on with Dalvin Cook? I don't know. I don't know where he, he's going to sign now. I thought he was a lock for the Jets, but I just seen a couple of videos of him at the Dolphins practice, and it seems like it's pissing the Jets off because they already gave him an offer, and they don't even understand why he's at Dolphins practice or why he hasn't signed. I look at it like this. The Jets might be a destination for other free agent running backs. I'm not sure that the destination is cool for Dalvin Cook, considering that they still have Brees Hall on a team who was a rookie last year, and he had he had a great start to his rookie season before he blew out his ACL. So you got to think about it like this. If Dalvin Cook was to sign with the New York Jets, as soon as Brees Hall is healthy, he won't be that feature back anymore. I think the Jets is a better destination for somebody like Kareem Hunt or – you know, Ezekiel Elliott, I think Dalvin Cook still wants to be a premier back in this league. And I, I'm not knocking him. I think when healthy, he is a premier back in this league. So maybe him going to the Jets is kind of like, you know, playing a game, seeing, hey, Miami, if you don't sign me, I'm, I'm talking to the Jets. But we don't know. We can only wait and see. And I wish Dalvin Cook the best. So the Vikings got their first preseason game coming up am i excited about it not really because it's preseason but i do want to see a couple of these young players you know come out i want to see what they can do i mean i'm i can say i'm excited to that point because i just want to look at certain players so going forward you know for the preseason there's a couple of players that i'm interested in just keying on during the preseason 
I want to see what Jaron Hall looks like. I want to see if Andrew Booth can actually stay healthy. I want to see what Lewis Seen got. I want to see, you know, is he going? Is he making the same mistakes he's making in practice? Is it transferring? Like, I want to see where his learning curve is at. Just to be happy to see the, see the boy come out there and actually play after having a compound fracture last year. And also, I want to see what the hype is about with Jordan Addison. I want to see Jordan Addison go against other NFL players that's not his teammates. Those are a couple of things that I'm going to pay attention to. I understand, like, it's a small list. And, you know, you might be thinking of other things to pay attention to, but that's just what I want to pay attention to. You know, Jaron Hall is at the top of my list because we already understand what's going on with Kirk Cousins. We don't know if Kirk Cousins is going to be here next year. We, we don't know. So I want to see what Jaron Hall has. Okay, so let's talk about this real quick. What are the Vikings' strongest position groups currently right now not with any potential trades not with any potential signs right now what are the vikings current strongest position groups this is what i think it is quarterback yes i said quarterback i understand you know kirk cousins is kirk cousins you know, Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, he's, Nick Mullins is a is a viable backup. And we got a guy developing, but that's how you would want it in the NFL. You want your starter, you want a backup that can come in and probably win a game, you know, that's serviceable. And you want your third string guy to be somebody that's developing the background. Why I say this is one of the strongest position groups that the Vikings have is because Kirk Cousins don't miss no games. I mean, the best ability is availability. So... That's why I put them at the, at the top of my list. Wide receiver is also another strong position group that the Vikings have. I mean, just think about it. You got Justin Jefferson, number two, for NFL All-100. Just have to throw that out there. So you got J.J., you got K.J. Osborne, you got Jordan Addison, you got Jalen Rager, Jalen Naylor, and you got a couple of other guys sprinkle in. I mean, I think just those top three alone, if Jordan Addison is going to actually pan out and be that dude, the Vikings probably have arguably arguably the best receiving core in the NFL. So they're the best, all right? And the third strongest position group to me are the starting tackles. Now, I understand O'Neal is hurt and he's rehabbing from his Achilles injury from last season. But just think about it. You got Christian Derrissaw on the left. You got O'Neal on the right. And I know this is going to be controversial when I say this, but Oli Udo is not a bad backup. Blake Brandell is not a bad backup. So I think the offensive tackles are the third best position group on the Minnesota Vikings. So, since we're talking about, you know, the linemen, what's going to happen with Dalton Reisner? Dalton Reisner came in last week, a couple of weeks ago, and he had an interview, looked at facilities or whatever. I thought he was going to sign. This is going to be interesting to see what happens, considering that the Vikings have their first preseason game tomorrow. I think if some of the guards go out there and they get smacked around 
and they don't look like they developed and they don't look too good, I think we might see Reisner signing sometime this weekend. Also, you got to mention that Ezra Cleveland wants to go back to tackle. You got to understand them with that. Tackles get paid a shitload of money, way more than guards. And he's been playing out of position for the past couple of years, and he's on the last year of his contract. So let's just see what's going to happen this preseason. And maybe the Vikings can sign Reisner this weekend sometime. I'm going to be looking forward to it. Now, let's talk about the weakest position groups on the Minnesota Vikings currently right now. All right. We're going to go from from bottom to top. Like, so we're going to start with number three this time. We're going to do it different than the offense. All right. Defensive line. Yes. Defensive line. Outside of Harrison Phillips and Tonga, I don't know what we have at defensive line. I really don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I just think you got two solid guys on the D-line, and the rest of the guys, per, to me, are just basically backups. I mean, it is what it is. So, second, edge rusher. Whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it defensive end, if you want to call it off, outside linebacker, I think the edge rusher is one of the weakest positions on the Vikings right now. Why I say that is, okay, you got Daniel Hunter. When Daniel Hunter is healthy, he's probably a top 10 pass rusher in this league. But we don't know what we're going to get from Marcus Davenport on the other side. And actually, who's backing these guys up? DJ Ronham, Patrick Jones. I mean, we've been waiting for a couple of years now as Viking fans to see DJ Ronham's potential actually come to fruition and we haven't seen it yet, I'm worried that if something happens to Marcus Dalvinport, that teams are just going to triple team Daniel Hunter, and we, we're not going to have a pass rush. I know that Brian Flores is going to dial things up, and he's going to have different blitzes coming from different angles. He's going to have linebackers blitzing. He's going to have safety blitzes. I mean, shit, he might even have corners blitzing. But I just want to make sure that the Vikings, you know, going forward, have a consistent pass rush. That's real important to me. Now, let's get to the number one weakest position group on the Minnesota Vikings. Running back. I understand running backs are not getting paid like they used to, and people have this idea that, oh, you can just plug and play running backs anywhere and just get the same, you know, results. I don't think it works like that. Outside of Alexander Madison, who do we have? Dwayne McBride, the guy got fumbling issues in training camp. Kane Wangu, I mean, you, he's hurt right now, and he's basically is a special teamer. Ty Chandler, I don't know, I don't know what we have there either. Think about it like this: outside of Alexander Madison, the rest of the running backs that are currently on this roster have little to none NFL experience. My opinion, I think the Vikings should be going out there looking at Kareem Hunt or somebody of that caliber. I'm not saying 
that somebody on the streets, a veteran running back that kind of knows the NFL, that has the experience. I'm not saying they're going to come out there and they're going to be all world. They're going to get a thousand yards. I'm just saying that it would be best that the Vikings go out and get a free agent running back, you know, of value. That's a veteran that knows what to do, because I don't want I don't want to put McBride out there. I don't want to put Chandler out there if they can't do their job, if they can't pass protect and then Kirk Cousins get blown up and we have another problem. And I just think that this is something the Vikings really need to look into because you don't want to go in the season and you're going to be force feeding Alexander Madison because you don't trust anybody else to come in and spell him. For that case, you should have just kept Dalvin Cook and had a one-two punch. Also, I know I said top three, but I know this isn't a position group. This is just an actual position. Kickers. I'm hearing the kickers are having problems in training camp. I don't understand what's going on with Greg Joseph, but if he's missing kicks in, you know, in training camp right now, let's see what happens, you know, this first preseason game. If he's missing kicks, hey, just look elsewhere, man. He not it. Just <sighs> Viking kickers, man. It just it just hurts. All right. So let's talk about our closing statements right now. You know, we gearing up for the first preseason game tomorrow against the Seahawks. I wasn't too excited about it, but, you know, after recording, I am getting a little bit more excited about it because I want to see, you know, what these young guys got to offer, considering that, you know, we're not going to see the Kirk Cousins. We're not going to see JJ. We're not going to see all the older players out there because we already know what they got. And I think the preseason as of right now is another way for Kevin O'Connell and, you know, the coaching staff to evaluate these young players. So I'm real interested to see what these guys, you know, are going to come on the field and do. I just hope that everybody plays, plays a good game, come out healthy, you know, start the next game. So just remember, you know, it's preseason. Some guys ain't going hard. You're not going to be going out there doing these crazy blitzes or the offense is doing these crazy plays. It's preseason. It's all about evaluating talent. So going forward, hey, you guys check out the preseason game. I'm going to be watching it. I'm probably going to do a couple of videos, you know, here and there, you know, talking about the reaction of what I saw in the preseason games. But see you next time. Skull. Thanks for tuning into the Skull State of Mind podcast. Take a beat to give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next time and don't forget to follow Skull State of Mind on all social media platforms to keep up with all the news and updates. Thanks again for listening, and as always, Skull Vikings!